Day 80. Welcome to the Windows of Marriage podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than a mirror where we come to it to see God, not to it to primarily see ourselves. Right. Yep. And we are at the end of First Kings. Remember, Kings was one long book. It's yep. been split up here in the halves um, for us. And so at the end of this first section, what we see, um, we're going to have to backtrack. Yesterday, yep. we talked about primarily 17 and 18, mm-hmm. but 19, Elijah's going to call Elisha, and that's going to be mm-hmm. his successor, and we'll get more into him. Sure. But then in 20, mm-hmm. uh, what we see is God being so gracious in that he's going to work out deliverance mm-hmm. against Israel's foes through Ahab, a wicked king. Wow. And God tells him that he's going to guarantee him victory, yeah. but God is going to say, you know, you got to devote everything to destruction. Mm-hmm. And what Ahab is going to do is what the judges did in the past, right? Sure. They're going to try to domesticate what God had told them to destroy. Yep. He's basically going to get played by Ben-Hadad to show this mm-hmm. mercy or what it seems like. But what chapters 21 and 22 show us mm-hmm. is that, no, 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 no. Ahab was basically rebelling against what God had said. He wasn't trying to show mercy yeah. because a merciful person doesn't do what he did does right here. Right. So he goes, tries to buy a field um, from this guy. Naboth is like, nah, fam, I'm not going to give you my field. Mm-hmm. Ahab starts crying. And he mm-hmm. goes home and he tells crying. his wife. Yeah, crying. He's like, honey, <laughs> honey, man, I try to buy this field. Yo, Lip just poked being out. Mean. Yeah. yeah, just mad. And so it's just strange. Yep. And his wife's like, yo, you're the king. Yeah. Kill him. She essentially says, because you have power, you can take what you want, mm. even if people don't want to give you what you want. Right. And you know what that is called, my friends? <laughs> Oppression. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. And we see Jezebel here being the culprit behind yeah. what Ahab wants, right? Yeah. And so it's it's interesting, bro, that it, it, like she, yeah. she's not just an accomplice, or she's not just complicit in in what he does like she's literally the wind in the sails of his wickedness Mm, yeah so she forges his handwriting and his signature in letters to send to the people of jezreel to have wicked men essentially testify against an innocent man right naboth to get him killed right and then after she devises the whole plot she wakes up her whiny husband right and introduces him to the wealth they have amassed and the history they have destroyed by their wickedness yep and And in the silence of Ahab, yeah, him not checking his wife, right, him not like any of that, yep, is telling, yep, right, and they think they get away with it, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't. Yep. So a word from the Lord comes in through a prophet, Elijah, yep. saying, "Fam, God's gonna judge you. Oh, God's gonna get you for all this." Yep. And then this is the craziest part of this story, right? Twenty-five and twenty-six mm-hmm. of chapter. 21 basically lays out this ahab was the most vilest idolater yeah nobody did evil like him Mm. and yet when he hears this judgment he's like yo god forgive me pardon Mm. me Mm. i'm sorry wow plot twist and god forgives him wow yeah 
Amazing. It says God relents. God says, yo, I'm going to postpone this judgment mm. from you. And that's where it's like, all right, look, look, look. That's why we come to the Bible to see it as a window, right? That what you see here yeah. is God willing yeah. and eager. He doesn't even need to take a lot of convincing to forgive the most vile idolater. Mm. That shows the depths of God's grace and his love. That somebody like that who's yeah. only repenting because he got caught and he knows that he's done for, that God's still going to show him grace because of God's goodness, not his. Yeah, and I love the fact that you highlighted God's grace there because, man, we see that wickedness is at its peak when those who are supposed to use their authority for justice right. and protection use it for oppression and control, mm. right? And so he's on the throne, right? Yeah. And so he uses his authority and power in a way that is sinful and wicked. Right. Hear this. Also, influenced by his wife, be careful who you marry, <laughs> right? <laughs> but be careful who you marry because... One, they will influence you in ways that isn't immediately perceptible right. to you. Um, but at the same time, we see God who sees wickedness at its peak. Right. And he stills allow for there to be a way to have that wickedness forgiven. Mm. What like what 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 a God. Right. Yeah. What a God, bro. Yeah. So when this is but then the rest of the story plays out, yeah. right? They go into battle. Yeah. Ahab has this plan to disguise himself, to try to avoid the judgment of God. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems like his plan works out, right? Yeah. They don't find him. They don't kill him. Mm. But then as they're getting ready to retreat, some guy basically closes his eyes and fires an arrow at random. Mm. And the author goes to great lengths to say, yo, the... Arrow fired at random. Yeah. Didn't only locate Ahab, but it pierced the joints mm. of his armor. It landed in the only crevice in the armor yeah. that could have hurt him. Like somebody with the greatest of aim couldn't have placed an arrow there. But God does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I love the fact too, even leading up to how Ahab dies, yeah. him, him and Jehoshaphat come together and try to get this scheme to right. take Ramoth Jalid. And, uh, you know, Ahab's calls for all his prophets to come prophesy. Right. And Jehoshaphat is like, but what about a prophet of the Lord, you know? And he was like, man, I don't like that one dude, Micaiah. He never <laughs> says anything good about me. Right. And dude comes, Micaiah comes, who his name really means, uh, literally means, who is like Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a true prophet of the Lord. And one of the things we see in um, First and Second Kings is what is a true prophet, right? right. Like the, this, this uh, kind of juxtaposition of a false prophet and a true prophet. And basically, it was again an Elijah situation where it was like all of these prophets that Ahab brought versus this one prophet who prophesied right. against yep. Ahab, mm. and he stood on the side of truth. Regardless, we we stand on the side of truth regardless of who believes it, and it, how many other people, and how many other disbelieve people, it. it I don't care how unpopular it is. <laughs> right. We're going to stand with what God's word says. Absolutely. And then like you said, he dies by the spirit coming to him. He dies just like Micaiah said, bro. Right. Yep. And so God, God vindicates himself. Right. We don't have to. I say this all the time. I say this when I taught that apologetics class. Like 
the truth doesn't rest in our ability to defend it. Right. All we do is speak the word of the Lord and let the word of the Lord have its way. Right. Yeah. yeah and so look, like what you in in this whole story. Yeah. God said Ahab was going to be judged. Yeah. Ahab turns and repents in 21. Yep. And God's like, yo, I'm going to relent. Mm. The prophet comes and says, he's going to be judged. Yes. Ahab doesn't turn and repent. Mm. He tries to disguise himself yeah. and no disguise can hide you from the judgment of God. That's good. The bro. only thing that can hide you from the judgment of God mm. is repentance and faith and starting to turn to him mm. and everybody that repents and turns to God. Look, even the most vilest idolater yeah. can find shelter under the shadow of God's wings. God's going to work that out later in history when sure. his son Jesus takes the full brunt for all of our sin. Mm. But here's what takes place. I think at the end of this story, we see um, God has shown his willingness to forgive, uh, but I think Ahab shows his determination mm. to rebel. Mm. And this repentance, mm. right? It's not just a one-time decision. That's good. It's meant to be a continued direction yeah right so it's like i think what we learn about god from this is god's willing to forgive and even the most vile idolater mm -hmm. um not just if they make a decision yeah but if they establish a different direction of repentance and faith ahab shows his determination to rebel and the book ends off with his death